Testing, testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ready, set, go. It's time for the Coach Amy and Coach Liz Show. A podcast for endurance athletes by two athletes, two coaches, and a physical therapist. We are your hosts, Coach Amy and Coach Liz. Coming to you from Kansas, Kansas City. City. Okay, so we've got another quickie today. Um, and, you know, we've been recording a number of podcasts today as we sort of get a little bit more proficient. And I feel like everything we're recording today are on topics of things that, like, I shouldn't necessarily be doing, but all of us are doing. And Amy is going to help us understand why it's not good decision making. So, you know, <laughs> well, I have I have learned from do, I've done all these things. Well, not that massage gun thing, but I've, I have done a lot of these things. I've made these mistakes too. You have, you have, yes. you have hard fought wisdom. From them. They, I know. Yeah. That's why we love you. You are passing on, you're helping us make better choices more frequently. But today, today we're going to talk about the treadmill and yeah. the treadmill, the treadmill. I know some people like the treadmill, some people don't, Yeah. but you're not a, you're not a fan of the treadmill. I am not. Now, so let me preface first. If you are a runner and you're just running, maybe you run for mental health or fitness and you don't plan to do any races, right? You're not running on the road or trail that you're not planning to do that, and you run strictly on the treadmill. It's fine. But it's, it's like the arc trainer or the elliptical or any of the other, the stationary bike at the gym. It's a great tool. So I don't want to say like, oh, okay. oh never use it. Oh, okay. But, but... <laughs> Okay. If your goal is triathlon, that's not on a treadmill. If your goal is a road race or trail race, that is not on the treadmill. So that's where we get into trouble. All right. Give me an example. (laughs) Give me an example of, so like you're a triathlete. I am. When, and we're talking, you know, the full, the full Ironman distances for you. Mm -hmm. So when are you using the treadmill? When it's, when it's icy out, um, or sometimes it's just a really a matter of convenience. I mean, I mix up indoor and the treadmill. It's kind of a blend of the two. So, mean, and, what do you mean indoor and treadmill? Well, I mean, I'm uh, sorry, outdoor and treadmill. Okay, outdoor. Treadmill. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so that's a good point right there. Yeah. In icy conditions, we're not gonna we're not gonna run outside. That's that's very dangerous. It's lightning. Mm-hmm. We're not you know we're not gonna do it. It's excessive temperatures above 100 degrees, and that's not what you're gonna be planning on running in for your race. <laughs> then then you need to acclimate to that. It might be ideal to to run indoors, but the thing is is we're not going to go and say, oh, my run is 20 miles today, and I rarely do the treadmill. All right, when I do the treadmill, I'm only doing three or four miles on that, and suddenly I'm going to go do 20 miles on it. That, right. That makes sense. Okay. So I've done that. I did that. Oh, no. Uh, uh Uh-huh. And it was a miserable experience. Uh, I did get injured um, and thought I was just going to kill somebody because it was just like just <laughs> a horrible experience. Very, very boring. Did you find it good mental training? Oh, <laughs> um, oh my God. I can't even go. Uh, no. Um, so, so the risk of injury is higher in some respects because the, the belt on the treadmill, it, it does increase some forces in some areas of the body that you might not be used to, that that maybe you don't want to overload. So calf muscles, so if you are a person with Achilles injuries or plantar injuries, maybe the treadmill isn't the best option for you. Also like hip flexor, psoas tendonitis type issues. And this is just like the physics from the belt. That's something to keep in mind too. If you're mostly a road or trail runner and you need to sometimes put in the treadmill, keep the distance really short. 
And what about elevation? So normally when I run on a treadmill, I keep it at like a 2%. Is that like, or do you have a preference on that? Well, okay. So a lot of people don't know that that zero Mm -hmm. is akin to running downhill. Right. So you do want to set it at at least a 1% incline just to keep a flat. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to do, and this will help with that strain and load that I was talking about, that little bit of difference with the belt, is if you alter it throughout the run. And that doesn't mean you need to make it go. You'll see some people at the gym Mm. (laughs) put it up really, really, really high. Okay. Maybe not. Mm. Um, But vary it Mm -hmm. as you're going 2%, 3%, 2%, 5, 1, you know, back and forth. That's probably better for you. And let me ask you another question. So, um, you know, I I recently saw a podcast uh, or a post by Lionel Sandals, who is a professional triathlete, and he is getting, you know, older for for a professional triathlete. And he has started doing some treadmill running because the pounding is not as hard for him as what he feels like. So he feels like his joints feel better. The opposite side of that is that I did a whole bunch of treadmill running one year, and then I went out for a long run. And it, I mean, the, the pavement was so much harder on my joints. Do you have a, and so I really felt it because my body wasn't used to it and I'd been running on the treadmill and right. then I got and ran for two hours outside and I was like, oh wow, there's a huge difference. Um, do you have any thoughts on like how, like the pounding of the treadmill? Right, so you, you bring up a really good point and that is, and I think we talk about this in one of our podcasts, but your body's bones and joints adapt to running over time. And so if you do all treadmill, if you do all water running, and then you go out and try to run on the road, it's not going to happen. And that's why why primarily we don't run treadmill when our goal is to run. Mm. Now, when you intersperse it, maybe this gentleman, I have not read what he's doing, but if he is maybe doing some runs on the treadmill yes. in order to save his joints, but he's doing enough also on the road. Yes then I think that's a very healthy way to go about it because, you know, and, and especially as we get older, that might be a thing. And and, and when I have athletes that are recovering from um, an injury, we will mix, you know, uh, water running, yeah. which I think is a very good option versus treadmill mm-hmm. to offload the joints. Mm-hmm. And we will intersperse that with some road run. We're not going to you know, especially for that Achilles or calf person or that hip flexor person. That's, yeah. you know, and the other things that I've noticed, um, and like, is just, you know, for me that there's a huge difference between running like on the sidewalk, which just crushes my soul versus <laughs> like the road, like the asphalt versus like the trolley trail or something where it's like crushed gravel and it's not technical, but it's a much softer landing or, you know, even the track, which I know you have to be careful of because you have that circle and you want to be careful about that repetitive circle motion mm-hmm. if you haven't been doing it versus the treadmill and just kind of the, like using a mix of those things to help accommodate the, the load of running on your body. Um, you know, and, and especially as you know, if you're not 20 anymore, it, it starts to make a difference. Yeah, I love that. So varying up the terrain, mm-hmm. just keep in mind what the ultimate goal is going to be. Right. Are you going to be doing running 26.2 on asphalt? We better get used to running on asphalt. So make that's sure true. that that's the primary for you. And then you can mix it up with some of these other things to save your joints. Yeah. You make a good point about that going around a track. Mm. Because one of the options when we have ice or weather that we cannot run outside. Mm-hmm. And what's the alternative? So let's say, for example, this is the question I get all the time. Oh, I have a 20-mile run planned. What am I going to do? It's the, the weather. It's, you know, um ice surfaces and that happens a lot here in Kansas in the winter okay so I have a patient who 
I am seeing now for psoas tendonitis, that seems to be a common like issue right now. It's like going around like a virus. But he did, in February in Kansas, two years ago, he did, uh, ran 90 miles on the treadmill indoors. That week of mileage on there uh, it damaged his psoas tendon. And he's still dealing with it two years later. And maybe that's because, you know, he didn't know what it was and he's just been recently diagnosed for it. But my point is... You know, damage can occur. That's excessive. So (laughs) even if you went and just ran a 20-mile week on there, that's not normally what you do. It could be a problem. So what what could he have done that might have helped him? Because, you know, he's like, i got to get this mileage in. When you have a long run and you need to go indoors, I like to mix it up. So what are some things that you could do? Maybe you don't do the the arc trainer Mm -hmm. or elliptical very often or ever. Maybe you don't run in on an indoor track ever or rarely. But I would, what I would do would be mix it up. So let's do, you know, 30 to 40 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes stationary bike, 30 minutes around the indoor track, 30 minutes on the um, treadmill. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we split that long run or that long workout into two back-to-back days. Mm -hmm. So then that way your, your body is not doing the, like an extensive amount of time on one piece of equipment that you don't normally use. That's so hopefully we can get still get that cardio, the number of hours of cardio that we need, but maybe it's not all running. That's a great idea. And that Stairmaster is... Oh, it's a... That's mm, a special one. It's a gem. <laughs> <laughs> but you're moving your body in different ways. You're getting that cardio in. And then, you know, no training plan is written in stone. It's right. adaptable. Yeah. So that 20 mile workout it's very likely that that could have been moved to a ne- the next mm-hmm. weekend when the weather is is better and we can change things around well and i think you made a really good point when you talked about splitting the days and that is something that both as an athlete and as a coach really took me a long time to trust that you can you know use like a frequency or break things up and stack workouts in ways that really i mean you're looking at the overall training load and what you need for your race and you can get that in different ways. And so if, you know, if 20 miles, if your choice is 20 miles on a treadmill one day, or you break it up into, you know, different chunks of training over a couple days and get in a few different, um, you know, modalities to get that in, you're still going to get the benefits of the training without that risk of doing suddenly 20 miles on a treadmill when you've never been on a treadmill before. To treadmill or not to treadmill? Oh, gosh. Mm, We want to hear your comments. (laughs) What do you do? Have you had a, do you have a similar story to ours? If you use the treadmill, I won't tell Amy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look at the comments. I know. But I will not judge. You know, this is my recommendation. Um, But you know, I've made this mistake myself. You have a an article I wrote about how to safely run on the treadmill, which covers a lot of these topics, but we'll put that link in the show notes for you. Fantastic. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we We are are in this together. together. Until next time.